everyone, and welcome to Education Checkup. We are a weekly podcast here at KTBS, and we cover what is happening in education in Northwest Louisiana. You can access this podcast and many more covering a variety of education topics on ktbs.com and slash podcast. I'm Johnette Magner, and my co-host is Dr. Philip Roseman. He is a cardiologist by day, but his real passion, uh, second passion, is education. He's been a real leader in many education initiatives here in the state of Louisiana. And uh, Philip, if you would, Dr. Roseman, like to introduce our special guest and our very important topic today. Absolutely. This is an honor for me uh, to introduce Christy Gustafson, who is uh, executive director, I think, of the Community Foundation, which does so much work in improving this community. I have been part of the Community Foundation for 30 or 40 years, and I just couldn't really bring it all up. But I'm gonna ask you, sure. okay, <laughs> to tell us a little bit about the Community Foundation and its history and the contribution to our community. Yeah. And then we're gonna talk a little bit about early childhood education. So Christy. Absolutely, so thank you so much for both of you for having me. Um, the Community Foundation uh, started in 1961 and lots of um, amazing people came before me and when I walked in the door five years ago it was a well-oiled machine and so what the Community Foundation does is take generous donations from the community we invest those dollars and then we return that investment to the community by way of grants every year um, and so the Community Foundation has assets of about 180 190 million right now and we do um, several different sort of granting phases throughout the year through our competitive grants process um, our big event, Give for Good, as well as donor advised funds and things like that. So, and then uh, beyond that, what we really do is try to look at data in the community and decipher where our dollars would be the best spent, most efficiently and effectively to solve problems that uh, we see in the community. So. And that's what I see Community Foundation is, it's a solution finder. Um, and looking at, uh, as I see it, Y'all kind of build the priorities. You do the research, build the priorities that we ought to be thinking about in our community, not only thinking about, but doing something about. And how do you get that done? And it won't be just one little group. It won't be just the community foundation. Right. It will be a lot of people working to do that, bringing them together. And the community foundation, your work is just amazing. And if anybody doesn't know about the community foundation, they should know and should learn and if they are looking to have their legacy go further past their mm -hmm. death, okay, even, the, their money the, uh, can be used for the community as a whole. So it's, it's a tremendous endeavor. So let's talk about early childhood let's education. Do it. Let's All do right. it, because it's definitely a priority yeah. right now. Yeah. Huge <laughs> priority and has been really since um, I got there um, in 2018. We sort of started launch launched off with uh, that priority and haven't slowed down. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so important? So, well, there are several things. You know, as a, as a philanthropy, I uh, focus on, well, what can I affect change to with philanthropic dollars um, first and foremost? And then what is the issue in the community that um, is most pressing? When I took my position in 2018, and the numbers have gotten no better, over 60% of our children in both Caddo Parish and Bossier Parish 
are not kindergarten ready the day they show up to get in kindergarten. We know there's been tons of research nationally to show us that um, the failure to be kindergarten ready correlates with lots of educational struggles and even other health um, struggles. Um, uh, folks dropping out of high school um, correlates with um, getting involved in the juvenile justice system. So we know that that is a really important marker in the life of a child. And so what we wanted to do was figure out, well, how can we raise those kindergarten readiness scores? How can we have you know, those four and five year olds that are wa walking into school for the first time be ready and prepared to learn the day that they're there? Because we know um, a large percentage, and I've heard it quoted, 90% of brain development happens before kids attain the age of five, which yeah. is daunting to yeah. us parents. <laughs> I mean, I always say, you know, this is, this is early childhood education is actually a public safety issue. I mean, 100%. early childhood education, uh, the number of kids that aren't ready in kindergarten negotiates into kids in the third grade who are not able to read to, to their, and that's how we pick the number of jail cells that's exactly that right. we need for a state. So this is an important issue up and down the road. You know, every parent knows, you know, how important those first years are. Every parent knows that. And so this is uh, something that we need to concentrate on. And, and I'll say this, I don't think it has a political home. I think both both Republicans and Democrats and in between, okay, independents, you know, know that this is an important issue that we need to fund for our state. But what are the key challenges uh, that you face? So the key challenges are as, you know, for, <laughs> it's always money, right? <laughs> so ch early childcare is expensive. Um, you know, it, a couple of years ago, pre-COVID, we would say kids between three and five, it costs about $8,500 a year to send them to preschool. Um, kids under three cost even more than that. Well, if you look at the median income in Shreveport Bossier, it's really unaffordable for many, many families. And so what's the trickle-down effect of that? So kids don't get quality access to preschool, but if you don't have a safe and quality place to send your kid to school, you also have trouble going to work, right? Mm -hmm. So finding funding for kids um, in low-income families to go to early child care centers also is a great, um, gives their parents an ability to either go to school or go to work while they're at early child care. And then what's really kind of neat is the way that the state of Louisiana has set early child care up, all of the early child care centers are privately owned small businesses here in the community. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, supporting those early child care centers not only helps the families that go there, but it helps small business owners as well. So it's kind of a win-win-win. Talk about a little bit, uh, you've talked about the child care centers mm -hmm. and I have the same concern is that with the pandemic, you know, that was just a really bad time for yes. them and uh, survival. Uh, as a business, you know, was iffy. Yes. You know, what did you do? What did y'all do? What did you see being done to try to help that industry? And what do we need to continue to do as we go forward with the child care? So there were a couple of things that the state did, which really helped out um, for local um, type three child care centers. So the first was the state gives something out called child care assistance. It's called CCAP. And they relaxed some of the standards that families needed to adhere to to get CCAP, to make sure that um, 
families who, you know, were at the income threshold were able to send their kids um, to school with those CCAP stipends from the state. Another thing that the state did, which this was what I got really excited about, the state started a fund um, some years ago, actually in 2017, and they really wanted local communities like ours to take on um, some of the financial burden of early child care centers. And so what the state said is, we're going to give a dollar for dollar match for any money that you raise locally communities to give kids scholarships to early child care centers. And so, of course, um, my, uh, <laughs> you might call it greed for our community. I got really excited about the fact that if I raise a million dollars, the state's going to give me a million dollars. And I also thought, well, um, that is going to be a finite amount of money. And we, Cata Parish and Bezier Parish, we want to get on this quick because that was the, the first year that it was offered um, was 2021. And so we'd gone through COVID. There had been a major decrease in the number of children going to both preschool and kindergarten through COVID. And so we thought, what a better way to help out those children and families and also help out the type three child care centers by raising scholarship dollars. So in 2021, we raised, Community Foundation raised a million dollars and got a million dollar match from the state and then um, have since given out all two million of those scholarships in 2022. So that was thrilling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I know part of that, we're partnering, I think, with with the city. Yes. Tell us about how that... So I went, um, part of my job is um, to educate um, as many people as I can on the issues of the community. So I, as soon as I got um, invested in this issue, I went to um, all of the city council, the Caddo commissioners, the mayor, um, as many folks in positions of leadership as I could and started talking about this issue with them. So by the time we started raising money, the city very graciously gave us um, a, a large grant of $250,000 to go towards our million dollar match, which was amazing. But through all of that, all those discussions that I had with the city council and the mayor at the time, last fall, the city decided that they had some money that they wanted to dedicate to this purpose. And so um, the city council in, I think it was August of 2022, dedicated nearly $3 million for scholarships. And the most amazing thing about that is, remember the state match I just talked about? Oh, yeah. That $3 million is going to turn into $6 million of scholarships for kids to go to preschool. Wow, that's that's uh, good news and thankful mm-hmm. to our political leaders for seeing uh, Me a too. need and Amazing. meeting a need. Amazing. You know, and I have to say they voted positive. unanimously without comment. So when you said this is an issue that is important to everybody, um, no matter mm-hmm. their political affiliation, there was not even a question asked at the at the meeting. So, you know, you, you think about it from the standpoint of children and so it, you know, it, it tugs at your heart, but if you're if you're thinking in terms of pure economics, you can pay on the front end or you can pay on the back exactly. end. Exactly. And the back end's a lot more expensive. That's exactly correct. Yes. Yeah. It's it is the return on investment has been quoted to be anywhere from 12% to 17%. There was a large study done by um, a fellow at Harvard named um, James Heckman about the return on investment for sending kids to preschool. Um, yeah. So if you're talking about bang for your buck, that's right. that's it. Yeah, it's a it's a good thing to have on your side when you're trying to argue. Exactly. Bang for your buck, efficiency, exactly. and how you spend money. Exactly. Um, 
the, uh, y'all started something called an external evaluator. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So one thing that's really important to us is at the Community Foundation is to make sure that what we're doing is the most efficient and effective. And so, you know, what we're good at is putting on a pilot, testing outcomes from the pilot, and then saying, okay, well, we might need to tweak it here or there, um, and then making that data available, available to the community. So we hired an external evaluator. Um, and we did this with the Community Foundation dollars, not any money we raised for ECE. Um, who we're going to keep on for three years and what the evaluator is doing is comparing the kindergarten readiness scores of children who attend um, type 3 child care centers to their peers that don't go anywhere. So you know you've got your sort of private um, preschools, you've got your type 3 child care centers that are subsidized either all or in part by um, you know, dollars from the state or money raised, and then you've got um, Head Start, which is an amazing federally funded program, and then you know the other option is parents sometimes will keep children at home. So we're gathering all the data when kids get into kindergarten, their parents are required to answer questions about their where they were for preschool, what kind of center that they attended, how long they were there, and that kind of thing. So we just started that this fall. And we had some really great um, preliminary numbers that really show that preschool gets kids way more ready than not going. And wow. so we're thrilled about that. But, you know, one year is not enough. We need to have multiple years of data. And, you know, we use that to demonstrate to the greater public that this really is a great use of funding. You know, we talked uh, to uh, another individual leading the effort to try to kind of find a one-stop shop because it's so confusing with all these different, you have Head Start and you have LA4 and you have child care centers and you have, and you're trying to figure out what you want to do for your child. Right. And um, could you could you tell us a little bit about how that came to be and what it does? So um, the, in order to be eligible for the state matching dollars, your, your parish has to be a Ready Start network. And we were so fortunate that Dr. Gorey at Caddo Parish had already undertaken that effort and they're already a Ready Start network. And so what that means is um, any application that a family would fill out for a type three childcare center, a Head Start center, or a pre-K Caddo classroom all comes in to the same office. Um, and the woman who's in charge here is phenomenal, Pam Crook, and what she does is she figures out, based on what the family's preference is, I'm going to match your preference of what center you'd like to go to with these different buckets of funding, right? Be it CCAP, be it, um, they actually got a really great grant for, during COVID, um, and then dollars that Community Foundation or the city raised. So as a parent, you just go in and you fill out one application and you say, these are the three centers in this preference order that I'd like my kid to go to if there's availability. And then you're done. And the cool thing is about that, because Caddo Parish is in charge of it, when your kid ultimately goes to kindergarten in public school, it's the, awesome. same, it's the same information that they're gonna gather from, from a family at that time. So, you know, you're familiar with the process and, you know, can go through it with a little bit more ease than, you know, the first time around, so. Yeah, they, uh, how, how, can, how can parents become more, you know, one of the things that we hear is, you know, families having trouble with the idea that, you know, they're really, the child even needs to go 
uh, anywhere because they're just children and you don't want to push them too mm -hmm. hard. But tell us a little bit about uh, uh, you know how to get how do we get parents engaged in thinking about some of these things. Mm -hmm. What what are we what are we doing as a community to try to let people know what's out so there? So what we're doing is partnering with the city and um, through our Step Forward Network at the Community Foundation, and we're launching a number of community events where we go out into the community and talk to parents about how important it is, um, how important early brain development is. And so, you know, if you are a parent and you want to stay home with your child, that's fine and absolutely great, but we give them the tools to help their child develop, particularly the vocabulary that they need to develop in those early years. Um, or we say, and by the way, do you know, we have all these dollars available if you want your child to go to an early childhood center. Another thing is, you know, the scholarships that came from community foundation dollars and that will come from the city go to centers with very high quality ratings because we know it's you have to not only send your child to uh, an early child care center, but it's got to be high quality for it sure. to be um, of real value. And so the state evaluates all of those child care centers, even though they're private. Um, and then we look at those evaluation numbers, and that's how we decide, well, we're going to use our scholarship dollars for these centers. And then, of course, the centers have to have the capacity to grow, too, because if they don't, if they're out of space, you know, some of them are booked solid all the time anyway and are, would be excellent partners, but they're full. So that's another requirement. Now, now there's also tax incentives, a, a tax credit program where we can actually support local child care centers without really paying money. How, explain how that works. Yeah, that's um, one of the, it's so funny when I tell people about this, it's a credit and they're like, is it really? And I'm like, no, no, really. So, <laughs> so this is the early childhood tax credit, and it is meant to be utilized. This and these are this is totally separate from scholarship dollars. Right. But so what it is is if a business owes tax to the state of Louisiana, rather than paying the state of Louisiana the that tax that they owe them $5, up to five thousand yeah. dollars, they can donate it to the NSU Child and Family Network. NSU uses it for the designated parish. So if, say, my business donates $5,000 and I say I want to use split between Caddo and Bossier Parish, um, they'll split up the money and use it for the intended parishes. And what they do is they um, help raise the capacity of the Type 3 child care center. So it could be anything from um, we're going to help you get the curriculum, curriculum that you need. We're going to help you do additional trainings for your new teachers. Absolutely. We're going to help you get your teachers higher degrees than they have now. Um, we're going to help you um, train your teachers about adverse childhood experiences. I mean, there are all kinds of things that can be done to help the child care centers advance their mission with those dollars. And so if you are a nonprofit business in the community and you don't owe any taxes to the state of Louisiana, you can still participate in the tax credit. And it's basically like you're loaning the uh, Louisiana tax assessor $5,000 and then they give it back right. to you when you file your return. So every year the Community Foundation before in December, in the month of December, sends that $5,000 check to NSU um, and then we'll get a $5,000 check back in the spring. So. I mean, it's a win-win-win, and if you'd prefer your dollars to go to help out a child care center rather than 
um, you know, the Louisiana Tax Assessor's Office, you have an avenue to do that. And, well, let me, and let me, South Louisiana. I mean, yeah. not that we don't love South Louisiana, but the idea of keeping our North Louisiana dollars yes. in North Louisiana is especially Take attractive. Taking care of too. our North Louisiana children. And exactly. you, get, you get to decide kind of how they're going to, they're going to be spent on something that you know is important exactly. versus spread out among a variety of things, exactly. some of which you don't necessarily support. Exactly. And it really is truly a credit you get every dollar back that you give, um, which well, I have to repeat a lot of times because people are skeptical. Well, so <laughs> if, if someone's interested, okay, uh, business is interested yes. or nonprofit is yes. interested, which again, I didn't even know yes. okay, before you just told me uh, that nonprofits can also participate in this, you know, then can they call Community Foundation, sure. learn about it? Absolutely. It, find it on the website. The other thing is, you know, I think we talked about the website that's working with the network, okay? Can that be a place for people to learn some things about what's going on uh, uh, and, and what choices that they have? Yes, yeah, so I would say there are three good resources for that. So. Our website, cfnla.org, talks about um, why early childhood education is important and the efforts that we've undertaken to raise money um, for that purpose. The NSU Child and Family Network website, um, which so Google NSU Child and Family Network, because I don't remember the website as I sit here, has all of the information that you need for the, the tax credit. And then the Ready Start Network of Caddo Parish is, um, I think it's Caddo Ready Start. And I think the city actually also has a banner on the city of Shreveport website about the early childhood program because they are um, obviously a huge funder this year. So yeah. there are yeah. lots of resources. Yeah. So, so how many people are, how many dollars have gone into this tax credit program here in Northwest Louisiana? Do you? It's, it's usually, if recollection serves, I think it's usually in the, $200,000 range um, annually, but uh, I would, that's going off of memory. Okay. okay. So lots of room for more Tons participants. Correct. And is there a cap, like on how you, much we can... Each, each, each I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a cap for the region, but each business has a $5,000 right. cap. Now, notably, if you're a person that has multiple businesses, like if you have multiple LLCs or a corp and an LLC, you can, each of your businesses can contribute up to 5000 so. Is there information about that on your website or do they have to go to the Northwestern's NSU website? They're, the NSU Child and Family Network okay. website is probably the best. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, this has been very helpful, Thank okay, you. and I've learned a lot and uh, uh, to be able to, to talk about it with uh, uh, some degree of accuracy <laughs> and I think there's a real opportunities the bottom line is there's some real opportunities for us to actually do something about something that we care about yes and and as a community I think we do care about this generally and it's shown by our public leaders and our public servants and what they're doing and I'm sure it's the same in the business mm -hmm. community because I've listened to it and learned and heard about it so so much. So this has been a really great opportunity for us to learn and for, for those that are watching you know, to learn about 
these programs and the possibilities and importance of early childhood education. Well, and I should note too, I love that, you know, it makes me so excited when something is bipartisan. So um, I was invited a couple of years ago to represent Caddo Parish to go down to the Governor's Early Childhood Education Day. And Stephen Wagesback from Lobby was down there um, as well. So representing sort of both sides of the aisle um, about how important ECE is. And then recently when he was here um, talking about Lobby's priorities for business, he said early child care is yeah. at the top of the list because you can't have great employees if they don't have child care. Yeah, we have to think beyond two years and three years yes. and four years yeah. uh, to make great change. But that's uh, that is that's great to know. It's exciting. Um, I always ask a couple of questions at the end. Yes. Okay. And uh, first, I want to kind of uh, pick your brain about words of wisdom. So I want what are some words of wisdom that you would give out? Uh, re related to this or anything mm -hmm. else uh, that you want to talk to with the community? So one of the things I've learned um, in my tenure at the Community Foundation is um, I always try to go into a meeting with um, open ears and an open heart because I'm going to learn something new every day because the issues that we have in the community are vast and the, the opinions that we have in the community are vast and they're all important, right? So one of the things I really try to focus on is, um, you know, what can I learn about this subject matter that I didn't know before? And um, there's probably not one right answer. Right. In most cases, there's not. And so, you know, we can, you know, we do a lot of searching for evidence-based programs that um, really affect positive change. But at the end of the day, there's probably more than one right answer and so whatever works best for the community as a whole is the right thing to do yeah so those are great words of wisdom yes. thank you i appreciate it yeah. <laughs> and then the last question i ask is uh to everyone here is uh why do you love shreveport bozier yeah. in other words why are you here why did you choose to stay here or be here or come here yeah. you know what is special about Shreveport Bozier? Well, so I grew up here, as did my husband, and we both moved away for quite some time. Um, you know, I went away to college, so did he. We did, um, you know, our young adult lives in other cities. And um, we were really fortunate that not only are our parents here, but a number of the friends that we graduated with started trickling back to Shreveport um, in our late 20s, early 30s. And, you know, the real appeal is um, the sense of community that we have here, um, you know, not only with our families, but our friends and our neighbors and the ease of, of community and life here that is, you just can't find other places. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that would be it. Yeah, you know? yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so thank much. Thank y'all. Appreciate us. it. And we thank all of you as well for joining us for Education Checkup. We'll be here next week. Same time, same place. Have a good one.